0: Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 138, the triple review for West Side Story, The Matrix Resurrections and Encanto. Ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, The Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. I hope you guys had a good Christmas and a nice little break away from work and whatnots. I didn't. I worked straight through Christmas. It was terrible. But (laughs) that's another conversation for another time. We're here to talk about films, and today we got three. This is the first episode in four years where I'm doing a triple review. The last one I did was back in 2017. Since then, I've only ever done double reviews because I never found myself at a point where I needed to put three reviews into one episode. But because of the nature in which I saw these films, I felt like a triple was required. So, as you heard at the start of the episode, it will be talking about West Side Story, The Matrix Resurrections and Encanto, though the main bulk of the episode will be dedicated to The Matrix Resurrections because I have a fair amount to say about that, whereas the other two films I have less to say, but still want to give them a mention. So, as per usual, we'll talk about story, characters, presentation, and there will be time codes underneath in the description below if you want to hop about to specific discussions on specific films. So, without further ado, let's jump in. All right, so first up we have West Side Story. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't seen the original even though it's been in the back of my mind for a while now. I think it's just because I inherently don't really care that much about musicals, save for Disney classics and a handful of musicals that I've started to get into since 2016. There's just something about going back to older musicals that are well revered amongst film fans that just makes me go, "Eh, maybe. I'll get around to that later I've got many other things I'd rather watch but when it was announced that Spielberg would be handling a remake of West Side Story my ears perked up a bit because one this is a genre that Spielberg has never done before so I was curious to see how he'd handle it but also just seeing what a modern version of this film could look like with what new talent they could bring into it and what filming techniques would be implemented I was curious So then I heard some of the early word of mouth coming out of this film and it was pretty hype. So I was like, okay, okay, let me see what's going on. And then I ended up catching it just as its theatrical run in my local cinema was ending. So I got around to watching it and I have to say I was very impressed. Now I would say it's probably on the latter side of the films that I really enjoyed this year, but it's definitely in my top 10. So, let me break it down for you as to why I enjoyed this film. So let's start with the plot. The story can be summed up as the following. It's basically an adaptation of the 1957 musical where you have a group of teenage gangs on two sides of the spectrum. You have the Jets and the Sharks. One is a white group and another one is a Puerto Rican group and these guys have beef. And in the midst of their beef, there are two young lovers on one side of the spectrum and the other. They find each other and a romance starts to bloom. But within that, tension starts to build, emotions start to run high, and there will be crazy ramifications that happen over the course of the film. And that's a way for me to summarize it without going into the area of spoilers. Essentially, it is a sort of different take on the Romeo and Juliet story, but with a lot of the same connotations. And with the story, I had never actually seen the original but knew the general gist of what was happening. But to see it play out, I was quite captivated, I'm not going to lie. I think it also helped that the performances from everybody involved were stellar. There was a really great attention to detail when it came to the direction, the pacing, and the music really helped heighten the emotion of what was going on on screen. There are some problematic aspects of the story especially when it comes to the love story and some of the later things that happened in the story where I'm just like this is actually how it went down? I definitely would have changed that but yeah I can understand why some people weren't too keen on this film because I have seen some backlash from the Puerto Rican community but also from people in general who wanted something a little bit more than just a redone version of the original story set with uh, you know a newer aesthetic to it and I can understand and agree to a degree as well but what I will say is the presentation of this film was bloody fantastic good lord I love how this film was crafted straight from the outset when you see the groups come together and start Uh, you know, dancing, the choreography, the direction and the music. Everything works in unison to create this fantastic engaging visual audio based experience. As I said before, I'm not really big on musicals but one thing I can appreciate is attention to detail when it comes to the combination of dancing, music, and camera movement and everything just coming together in this way that just feels so special. I was unaware of how many musical numbers actually came from this film, but I was like, oh, I know all of these songs, but the new interpretations of them are really well handled. And it's some of my favorite musical stuff I've seen since probably Sing Street. And then you have all the actors who put in stellar performances. Rachel Zelga as Maria specifically, she was incredible. I can't believe this is her film debut. She was was so good. I really liked Ariana Debossi De as Anita, she was great, David Alvarez as Bernardo, good lord, such charisma, such intensity, he was fabulous. I also liked Rita Moreno as Valentina, and even though there's uh, some questionable things to be said about Ansel Elgort outside of this film, I thought he did a really good job as Tony in this film. I also like Mike Fast as Riff and Corey Stoll. It's always great to see him in a film. He was really good at Lieutenant Shrank as well. So, yeah, overall, I had a good time with the film and I would definitely recommend it, at least just for the spectacle of it. It was just a really well crafted film. Alright, so next up is The Matrix Resurrections and Good Gravy. I've been on a really weird roller coaster of hype when it comes to this film. So, initially, I was like, you know what? I don't care about the Matrix anymore. This film franchise, it had its chance to try and flourish. And the only interesting thing that came out after the first Matrix was the Animatrix. And I think that was a combination of the style of storytelling that they did, but also the unique and fun types of animation that they used to illustrate said stories. And then when there was a little bit more anticipation and momentum going for the marketing for the upcoming Matrix film I was like you know what maybe I should give this whole trilogy a watch for sure so I ended up rewatching the first one again and it brought so much nostalgia flooding back to me because I ended up rewatching that film I think last year and I found myself saying you know what this is good but it's not as good as I remember but for some reason I watched it again when it had its 4K remaster in the cinema earlier on this month and I'm like, yo, the Matrix is still badass. I don't know what the hell was going on with me, but I think just watching it as an adult and really being able to pay attention to it in the cinema, there is something so beautiful, simplistic except layered about the whole idea of the first Matrix film that it's just a feature complete tapestry of several different things coming together and coalescing in this just pitch perfect thing The same can't be said for the sequels. I watched The Matrix Reloaded on TV many years ago, but I think there was still a chunk of stuff that I forgot. So when I watched it this year, besides certain action sequences that are still pretty cool, like the highway chase, Neo going up against those, like, what, 100 Agent Smiths in that playground, and, you know, a couple other bits and bobs here and there, I appreciated the expansion of the world and some of the ideas, but I found it just a little more... And then when it came to The Matrix Revolutions, again, interesting ideas, but I wasn't too keen on the, you know, execution. But then when I saw the first trailer for The Matrix Resurrections, I was like, oh, that is pitch perfect with the choice of song. Some of the visuals that they had, which were sort of unique, but had that feeling of the first Matrix. I'm like, okay, these guys are clearly attempting to go back to basics, but then try a few new things out so i went into the new film hoping for something good but bracing myself for some sort of pain and the end result was something unfortunate (laughs) because the matrix resurrections while i didn't hate it i found the experience underwhelming so the plot can be summed up as the following The film is set a good number of years after The Matrix Revolutions and it follows Neo now who seemingly lives a life as a video game developer and he has trouble trying to distinguish dreams from reality. But then there happens to be a group of rebels who bust into The Matrix and attempt to free Neo and then after he gets released he's on a path to save Trinity as well and tackle this new threat and that is a way for me to sum up the plot without going into the area spoilers. Now I think there are a lot of interesting ideas in the plot of this film when it comes to questioning what is real and what isn't, accepting things as they are or answering a higher calling and having faith and trusting in the face of overwhelming odds however a lot of what we saw in this film is what we saw in the original trilogy and that's one of my main issues that there are a lot of story retreads and ideas and themes that come from the original trilogy but with a few new bits sprinkled in but the problem is the new bits don't hold together as much as you'd like from plot points to scenes it just felt like re-watching the first film except without the originality polish or wow factor but here's the thing at the start i was intrigued to see where the plot would go because of the new angle they were approaching it from but once things went into gear i felt like we were just Doing the first Matrix again, except worse. It also had a little too much going on and felt needlessly convoluted. You had the stuff going on with the new Matrix, the return of Neo and Trinity and how their characters function in the greater scheme of things. You have Bugs in her new crew, the new Morpheus and certain other plot details that I won't go into for the sake of spoilers. But suffice to say, some of the answers that you get to these questions or some of the ones that the film doesn't answer it just doesn't feel satisfactory or maybe they might be depending on how invested you are in the world mythology and characters and this film also does that thing that I've seen a few films do in recent years and it goes into that whole meta commentary self referential thing and one of the most recent examples I found was Space Jam 2 but I found that to be more annoying than anything else and it was the same here as well there were occasions where it was smart interesting but then it sort of divulged into being oh yeah we think we're really smart for the stuff we're saying about my no you're actually just really annoying please stop but yeah I don't know it was just like a lot of conflicting ideas and bits and pieces all of them felt like scattered pieces that just didn't coalesce into a cohesive narrative and that was the main issue I felt if you had taken a chunk of things out and just stuck to one or two of these ideas, or maybe just stuck to one and streamlined the process, the plot would be a lot more tangible and maybe more enjoyable. But unfortunately, it was just something that left me feeling meh, you know? And then you have the cast, and I felt like they did the best with what they had to work with. Some definitely fared a little better than others. Keanu Reeves as Thomas Anderson slash Neo, I thought he was decent, there were certain times where he felt a little awkward and weird but I felt like he did a decent job. I just felt like sometimes his character was in situations where he just wasn't given the best material to work with. And then you have Carrie ann Moss as Trinity and it was nice to see her back, she definitely has her moments of shine in this film. And I think some of the strongest moments of this film is seeing Moss and Reeves together interacting, because while I never really cared for the relationship between Neo and Trinity in the original trilogy, because it just sort of materialized out of nowhere and then became this weird focus over the course of the films, so to see how it was like reestablished in this film was pretty good. And then you have Yahya Abdul Mateen as Morpheus. Now, obviously, no one can replace the charisma, charm, and badassery that is Lawrence Fishburne. And to Mateen's credit, he does go at a different angle being Morpheus in this film, however, I found him on occasions just to be a little lacklustre, but I think that's less to do with the actor and the material that he was given. His character just sort of went through the film doing certain things that were cool, but then other times he was just sort of there and sometimes forgotten about, and I'm like, where is this new Morpheus? Or if you're presenting him in a certain situation, I'm like, is this how you're truly going to use him? A ah, bit disappointed in that department. And then you have Jessica Henwick as Bugs. Of the new cast, she was easily the standout. She had a very distinctive look. I liked her character. I liked where they went with her. And the fact that she had such a vital role to play in the film, I was very pleased with how she turned out. And then you have Jonathan Gruff as a character in the film, which I won't say, because once it gets revealed, you will be, I guess, maybe a little surprised. I appreciate what he was trying to do, but there was a certain lack Of charisma and conviction from him that I just think he couldn't do and there were certain moments where he was trying to be intimidating I'm like mate, I I can't buy it I'm sorry you're trying your best but it's just not working for me and then you have Neil Patrick Harris and his role I thought I was going to see in the film and it ended up being exactly what I thought it would be he was decent but I wasn't overly keen on the way in which his character was handled And there was a few other returning faces, some which were okay and another which were just very frustrating. (laughs) And now we talk about the presentation. I feel like visually this film is a bit of a mixed bag. On the one hand, it's really interesting to see how The Matrix has progressed and has this sort of new shiny version of it with very updated colours and lighting. To the point where it kind of looks fake and sometimes you do question whether that was an intentional choice so this is like the new version of the matrix and it's supposed to be like you know a commentary on how much visual effects are being utilized in the world of filmmaking and maybe video games as well but part of me just thinks that this was a choice that just didn't work because even though you're in this digital world and sometimes you go back to the real world it just looks far too clean one of the great things about the original set of Matrix films is that there was a slight grungy, dirty, lived-in feel to the world. And the fact that this one just looks too clean and too polished, it's, it's very bothersome to me. And when it comes to the action, oh gosh, it really fluctuates between being decent in pockets, but then mostly bad everywhere else the way in which the action is done it just seems far too close up far too overly edited and choppy and there's not enough scenes where you get to see the action from a ways back and have long cuts of things happening clearly Keanu and several of these other people who are fighting know how to fight but it just felt like the action was so choppy and weirdly choreographed badly lit on a few occasions and sometimes it just looked very shaky and odd I'm like what is going on? How do we get from the Matrix in the 90s and the two uh, sequels? And then we get to this. I'm like, with all the advances in filmmaking and the style of action that we have gotten from certain things, from the Raid to the John Wick films to even the stuff that Marvel do on occasion as well, you're like, we have the technology, we have the stunt coordinators and the fight choreographers. Why is this looking so questionable? And even when you have these great moments of, you know unique ideas when it comes to the way in which characters travel from point a to point b and you know you have like these crazy camera angles and camera rotations that are cool again these are small pockets of unique things that are done in this film but overall it just doesn't come together in a satisfying way for me i was just like come on guys and as for the music they did some cool stuff when it came to borrowing themes from the original trilogy, but then there was other occasions where their newer material just didn't have that oomph and energy that you were hoping for when it comes to like creating that unique Matrix-based sound. So now I come to my conclusion. Overall, I would say The Matrix Resurrections was... it was a film. <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't terrible, but I don't find myself excited to see any more of this interpretation of the Matrix, and I think it's kind of killed my enthusiasm for, you know, this series going ahead. Alright, and now we move on to Encanto, and to be honest, this film really wasn't on my mind for a while, mainly because it didn't grab my interest, and I hate to sound so dismissive, but when it comes to a lot of family animated films, they just don't grab my attention anymore. The marketing really has to do something special in order to get me on board and while I was intrigued by the setting and the colour palette, I just wasn't feeling the hype for this one. However, I eventually got around to watching it on Christmas day and I have to say, while I wasn't blown away, I was certainly captivated. So the plot for this film can be summed up as the following. In the hidden mountains of Colombia, there is a charmed place known as the Encanto, and in a special magic house lives the extraordinary family known as the Madrigals. The magic of the Encanto has blessed every child within the family with a unique gift except for one, Maribel, who is the star of this film. However, when Maribel discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is in danger, she takes it upon herself to find out what's happening and save the day before all hope is lost. And that is a way for me to summarize the plot without going into the air as spoilers. Story-wise, I thought it was fine overall, but it has some stellar moments. I love the themes in this story, specifically when it came to Maribel and the family dynamic. Seeing how the gifted individuals are lavished with gifts and popularity compared to Maribel, who was subtly and not so subtly looked down upon or ostracized for just existing in the same space was engaging. Trying to carve out your own path while also living up to the standards set out for you by your family is a difficult task, and the story addressed this in a very insightful way. Alas, beyond that... There's a lot of conventional plot points that prevent the film from being a truly unique adventure and while that's not to say that Disney films need to be entirely original in order to be entertaining, I found this film had some key elements that made it stand out but it wrapped up in a way that just felt like it just missed that mark to be something elevated beyond just being okay. Character wise, I thought everybody had their interesting quirks and stuff like that but Maribel was clearly the one that stood out. I liked how cool, confident, but insecure and relatable she was. Beyond that, it was only Isabella and Louisa who really stuck out to me because of their powers, but also how they featured in the story and their interactions with Maribel as well. Presentation wise, this film is exceptional, but that's to be expected because it's, you know, Disney animated and they do things pretty well. Character designs are distinctive and wonderfully done. The color scheme is incredible with everything looking very vibrant and stunning. And the animation was pretty good, a little bit more elastic than I'm used to with certain Disney films, but that's not a, you know, strike against the film. It was still pretty good. And the music for the film was pretty good as well, but that's to be expected from Lin-Manuel Miranda. I mainly attached myself to a couple songs in the film. Some of them really felt a little too contemporary and like they sound on the radio for some reason. Uh, I know that's a specific nitpick to me, but that just didn't work for me personally. And the film score that was handled by Jermaine Franco was pretty good. I liked how her music, especially for the more dramatic moments, really helped elevate those scenes. So in the end, I would say Encanto is definitely worth a watch for the presentation and the plot and themes relating to family and being an individual. Unfortunately, I feel like this film is missing that je ne sais quoi or that it factor that made it something that I would love and want to re-watch Now I know I'm probably in the minority and I think that's definitely the case considering the very warm reception that this film has had online But I would say give it a watch. It's on Disney Plus right now and make up your own mind Alright and with that discussion over we have our film triple review thing done what did you think of either or all of these films? Have you seen West Side Story? Have you seen The Matrix Resurrections? Or have you seen Encanto? Did you like him? Did you dislike him? Are you indifferent? Leave your thoughts in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55. Check out the podcast on all places where podcasts can be found. And yeah, still got a fair bit of content to do. squeeze in before the year is out. So look forward to that when it comes. But until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.